Good morning, and thanks for tuning in to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Today is day number 174 of our broadcast. I'm Max O'Brien here with Dr. Rosalind Clark, and only Dr. Rosalind Clark. Agnes, stop. You're going to make the listeners think there's something wrong with their radios. Max is just joking, everybody. Agnes is also here with us in studio, but she seems to have... Let me say it, please. It's like a dream come true. Ah, fine. Agnes has lost her voice. She's still finding ways to express herself, though. We don't really know how Agnes lost her voice. She just woke up this morning and it was gone. It was the most peaceful morning since the outbreak. Until she threw her dictionary on the floor in an attempt to get our attention. Agnes, thank you for de-escalating the ways you're communicating with us. Snapping is much preferred. Though I wish she'd stop communicating with us at all. I'm kidding. Agnes, didn't you bring some paper and a pen into the booth so you can write down your thoughts during the broadcast for us? Don't really have anything to say, just things to snap? She's written, Have to keep hands busy or I will use them to beat up Max. Moving on! What's the real subject of today's broadcast? Well, I think today is a good opportunity to talk about effective partnership. Listeners, I am aware that a lot of you are rather settled, and that's one of the reasons you're able to catch our broadcast. You have a sort of home base or a camp or even something you'd call a home. But things are really unpredictable right now, and that could easily change. Some of us could find ourselves out in the streets and countryside again if your current situation becomes unsafe or unstable. We hope that doesn't happen, but it's a real fear for us, too. We keep the station fortified and protected, but if we're ever forced to leave, we need to be prepared. And if you are in a pair or a group, your survival could depend on being able to communicate with each other in ways that are nonverbal. Well, that's a great point. You never know when you're going to find yourself within hearing of a zombie, and you have to warn your friends without making too much noise. Even more disturbingly, we've already heard stories of survivors essentially kidnapping or attacking other living humans. Not too long ago, we heard about Justine and Laura. They were captured by a group of men after fleeing their community and had to essentially talk their captors into letting them live. In a situation like that, it would be really good to have a way of reassuring your partner that no matter what you're saying to the oppressors, you and they are in it together and you're going to find a way out. You see that all the time in movies. Two characters will be in a bad situation, but they'll make eye contact with each other over a close-up and it's like... Character A can telepathically tell character B what the plan is. I know exactly what you mean. It usually relies on some callback to an experience they had together at the beginning of the movie. And some bystander or third party will ask afterwards, how did you know he was going to do that? And the answer is always, I trust him. It definitely doesn't really work like that. You may trust each member of your group with your life. They might be your blood relatives. But trust doesn't automatically guarantee any sort of telepathic bond. So come up with some signals. In the scenario Max brought up first, an unexpected zombie and the need to warn someone silently, may, maybe you have a hand signal like baseball players? Or if you aren't in their eyeline, maybe it's a specific touch, like a tap to the back of the elbow that can signal, stay quiet, danger, ouch! Yes, nearby zombies would be an ouch, but that defeats the purpose of staying quiet. No, Agnes pinched me. She's trying to non-verbally communicate. Agnes, is a pinch your suggestion for a silent signal? I... I can't tell if that's a yes snapping or a no snapping. Which is why you need clear and agreed upon signals. You don't want to be trying to tell someone, you duck and I'll sock the guy behind you and have them think you mean fake a fight with me and it will catch them off guard. That's very specific and familiar. I think we've seen both of those in movies at least ten times each. Ah, well, in real life you probably won't need signals for meaning that are so elaborate. 
Since we don't have the perk of telepathy, you might just want to stick with agreed-upon nonverbal signals for things like danger, run, don't move, and follow my lead. Yeah, nothing gives you away to the bad guys more than actually whispering, follow my lead. We were just bashing movie tropes today, huh? I'm restraining myself from bashing Agnes. She's been quiet since she pinched you. What's going on, Agnes? She wrote, you duck and I'll sock the guy behind you. Agnes, always great for a callback. I think we'll wrap it up before Agnes starts non-verbally communicating in some more creative ways. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark for Agnes Drew and Max O'Brien. Take care of each other.